Hello everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And welcome to It Takes Two, a podcast where two people watch two movies with the same plot or premise and then sit down and discuss them. And in this week's episode we watched Peggy Sue Got Married and Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, so they both came out the same-ish time? Yeah, Back to the Future was 85, Peggy Sue Got Married was 86. Mm, interesting. We're, we're on a rare one here in that the budget is almost exactly the same for the two movies, which makes the, you know, the box office comparison much easier. Uh, let me guess. Back to the Future made way more money. <laughs> You'd be right. So the, Shock. The budget for Peggy Sue Got Married was $18 million. Jesus. And the budget for Back to the Future was $19 million. Um, so obviously Back to the Future only made $1 million more. No, uh, Peggy Sue Got Married made $41.5 million in box office. Back to the Future made... Three hundred and eighty-eight point eight million in box office. That's that's a lot of millions more. It's, yeah, that's quite a significant amount more. I think um, a majority of that budget for Peggy Sue would have gone with the cast. The cast is amazing. The it's cast a- is bizarrely over the top for yeah. a movie that I didn't know existed until recently. Yeah, yeah, it's a big cast. I mean, also a big director because it's Francis Ford Coppola is yeah. the director. Um, who wasn't originally a director, apparently they had someone else first and then Francis Ford Coppola came in at later. Because hmm. the person who, I can't remember who they had first as a director, but they wanted to cast Tom Hanks in the lead role. That makes or, well, in the lead male role. Um, and then Francis Ford Coppola took on the director and suddenly his nephew was playing yeah. the, uh, the lead male. So The one standout to me who wasn't able to do his best in the performance based on just his casting was Jim Carrey. I'm so surprised to see Jim Carrey in that movie. Yeah. It was, it so, was really bizarre. Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, what had he even been in at that point? I, I feel like... no idea. Yeah, because this is 86. I don't think Jim was, Carrey was big until the 90s. Yeah. Um, so very strange. Because I think his sort of acting chops came out with Saturday Night Live. Right, right. Because that was the big, the big time where Saturday Night Live was a big thing. And yeah. that was sort of a joke, unfortunately. But that's... Time. Yeah, uh, they didn't use him very much though, because I mean, he only appears in scenes in the past. Um, the difference, the big difference between Peggy Sue Got Married and Back to the Future oh, is yeah, that, cover that first, yeah, yeah. is that um, in Back to the Future, obviously Marty, as a 17-year-old, goes back 30 years to 1955 to when his parents were 17-year-olds, whereas in Peggy Sue Got Married, Peggy Sue is, I guess, in her 30s and goes back in time 25 years to herself as a 17-year-old. Yeah, so that's... That's the big difference is, one, you're literally using a time machine that a crazy inventor makes yes. versus her as a psychotic break, possibly. Potentially. It's left a little bit ambiguous. There's um, a lot of screwing. I, I'm, wait, I'm going to wait. Timey-wimey. Wibbly-wobbly. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, so one of the things is that a lot of the cast that you see as teenagers you also see as adults. Yeah. Uh, which happens a little bit in Back to the Future because you get to see his parents and Biff, but that's it. Yeah. Um, whereas in, obviously, in Peggy Sue Got Married, you see a lot of the high school students as adults out of like a high school, because it starts off at a high school reunion. Yeah. Um, but Jim Carrey is notably missing from that whole... No. Was he? Yeah, he was in the... Oh, I he's totally got, didn't... I like, totally round missed him. glasses and he's like smoking and leaning Oh, okay. Of, like, I totally missed Jim Carrey then in that. Yeah, I didn't. Because I only spotted him when he showed up as a, as a teenager, and I was like, oh, okay, never mind then. Yeah. Well, obviously they used him little enough that I didn't even notice he was there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, the two premises that sort of 
co-lied with these two movies. Uh, it's traveling back in time and messing with your younger version of yourself and making different choices. Yeah. Obviously with Marty. Spoilers if you have like if you haven't seen Back to the Future, like stop. <laughs> go. I don't know. I don't think it's in, yeah. on any streaming platform. There um, will be there will be spoilers for Peggy Sue Got Married as well though, which I think lots of people haven't seen. Yeah, but that's the premise of the podcast is we spoil everything. Yes. Um, but honestly, if you haven't seen Back to the Future, just go watch it. Don't bother listening to us. Go yeah. watch the movie. It's a yeah. classic. I guess the same thing could yep. have been said it's, about... It's the first time that we're recording an episode while I'm wearing a t-shirt of one of the movies. Yes, you're wearing a DeLorean t-shirt. Um, yeah, I, it was a weird one for me to sit down and watch this and take notes because, I mean, I've seen Back to the Future so many times. Yeah, it like, was a favourite for me as a kid. I've got I've got more lines than I did for um, Great Escape, but not many. Yeah. I just noticed a few things because I've learned things later on. And I was taking it this time around with a more, I wouldn't say analytic view, but there was, I did pick up a few things that I'd never seen before. Right. But that was maybe because I was paying more attention, I yeah. guess, because I was writing notes down. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, obviously the, the female character to male character is a big difference because you're looking at from a female point of view in an era where... I guess women weren't exactly treated the best and you see a lot of it in Peggy Sue Got Married because her opinion is basically like, oh, you're just being silly. Like, you're a silly girl. Your yeah. opinion doesn't matter. And there's a lot of, like, you know, pressurizing her to not break up with her boyfriend because it's like, well, yeah. what else are you going to do? you got to get married to him. you got to have kids, you yeah. know. Um, and her, you know, her big thing is, um, which is the title of the film, is, you know, Peggy Sue, Sue got, got married, married and as, that was the end of her story. Yeah, that was sort of the, uh, there was a term I used to use for it, um, and I can't remember what it is now, and it's annoying me, because I'm normally the person with terms that no one else understands. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll use a Doctor Who term, that's the point that's time locked. Yeah. It's about yeah. her being married, yeah. like, and that's her... I guess psychotic break that happens during the reunion pushes her backwards in time to her younger self where because in the reunion she's talking about how she'd like to do things differently and how she's like in an unhappy marriage and they're separated which, yeah, and they're they're about divorced, to get divorced. which there's a lot of comparisons with that within Back to the Future because obviously the because of life choice especially in the beginning before Marty goes back yep. in the DeLorean with uh uh, Professor Brown, there is oh, Doc Brown. Brown. Doc, what did I say, Professor? That was what, what he was originally called. Yeah. The, the producer requested they change it to Doc Brown instead of Professor Brown. So that's really weird that that's what you call him. It was in one of the. Maybe I'm making stuff up to cover myself up. I'm sure it was in one of the news clippings inside Doc Brown's house. Oh, maybe. maybe. Professor. Uh, I don't think he was ever a professor. Or was it in the. Doc, no, it was just Dr. his Emma scientist yeah, in, in the news yeah. newspaper. And the white pages. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, train of thought, backing up to the station, not happening, <laughs> help me. Um, the Before, yeah, there's a there's obviously strain on their marriage between his mother and his father yeah. before he goes back in time. Yeah, but you can see in the rain does 
love him, but there's that scene where she, where they're asking, you know, how they met, and she's recounting it and being all in love, and then he's just totally ignoring no her, idea. and you can see her face drop. Yeah. Um, and that's how they show that, which is good because they don't tell you there's a strain. They don't go like, yeah. we're feeling this, we're feeling, you know, they do show it very visibly that she's, you know, rem- reminiscing about what it used to be like and then being like, oh yeah, that's not what it is anymore. Yeah. The interesting part for me for Peggy Sue Got Married was the characters, mm. like, um, having Helen Hunt as a daughter who's in it for like a random amount of time <laughs> and just gone. Yeah. And the thing that stood out to me was just Nicolas Cage's performance. The In entire, a good way or a bad way? Just, it was everything about, like, I, um, there's some bits I'll go into in a second, but just his voice. Yeah, apparently they almost fired him over the voice and he assured them that it would be, like, a good idea. So, no. Yeah, I don't agree um, that it's a good idea. There's also a scene where he was eating, which he was eating really weirdly. <laughs> And it was just so bizarre, like, because he's eating, he's sitting down, having, like, a dad talk with Peggy Sue's dad. Oh, yeah. And he's eating Rice Krispie Treats, Rice Krispie Squares. Yeah. I was going to say Rice Krispie Treats, but I think that's an actual, like, product. Oh, possibly, yeah. I mean, um, the same idea, though. And he's just, he's, okay, I'll, I'll try and describe it the best way I can. The camera is to his right. His, the, the, the father of Peggy Sue is in another chair to his left and sort of, uh, you know, like you would standardly have in those old style house setups where everything's not facing the giant TV like yep. it is modernly. Um, he leans forward at a, like a degree where his mouth is now horizontal. No, it's horizontal, Hor- vertical. Yeah, vertical sounding. Yeah, he's, he's vertical. So when his mouth opens, it's facing towards his hand, which is coming up from where his stomach <laughs> is. And he sort of both moves his head down and the Rice Krispie Treat up yeah. into his open mouth. But you're seeing this from the angle. And it was just so bizarre. Yeah, just like so weird. I've grown up watching Shut Brad Pitt this. movies. And Brad Pitt always eats in his movie. It's like his thing. Oh, is it? I didn't even know that. It's like Tom Cruise and Running Away. Okay. Or running towards. It's like part of him. Yeah. Like there's a scene and doesn't. You know, I'm doing this movie. There's no running scenes in it. And I'm not doing it. Just <laughs> Brad Pitt always eats. But just this sequence, um, is just so bizarre. Yeah. Because he's like having a serious conversation with him, and he's just like eating in such a weird way. Yeah. There's a few other things I want to bring up about his character and the portrayal by Nicolas Cage, who I love because it's just. Everything he does is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, I mean, everything he does is strange. Yeah. Um, but just, there's a few, few bits in there that I don't understand how Frank, um... Francis Ford Coppola? Was okay with this, being in the final... Because nephew. I know, but it's so <laughs> His weird. daughter's in it too. He plays, yeah. she plays Peggy Sue's little sister. Yeah. Um, so moving back to, um, I feel like I'm taking over everything here. That's all right. Um, the... Part that I mentioned down uh, quite early on was um, Mother is a Liar, when I'm referring to uh, Back to the Future and... Like, oh yeah, well she like, she is like, I would never do that as a, yeah, as a teenager. She seems I have real, never 
I've never chased a boy. I never called a boy. And yeah. it's like, I know what you're about to do, lady. So. Yeah. There's some interesting that she's just lying to her kids yeah. about just her attitude when she was their age. Yeah. And then you see her in the past and it's like the complete opposite. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, Marty is totally shocked. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so, yes. Peggy Sue has a mental break, wakes up in her 17, almost 18-year-old body. Yeah. Has lived through the life of an unhappy marriage yeah. and sort of is now trying to change things. Yeah, so she can do something different. Which obviously Doc Brown warns Morty about screwing with the time-space continuum. You just called him Morty. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe. Uh, yeah. Um, Marty, thanks pop culture, um, screwing with the time-space continuum Yeah. versus Peggy Sue who's going around and blatantly doing it. Yeah, it's interesting because the big, big difference for me is Marty goes back and totally accidentally changes his whole future life. Yeah. Peggy Sue goes back intentionally trying to change her life and changes nothing. Yeah. When she gets back, she still has a relationship with Nick Cage. She still has the same children. You know, everything has been the same. Which is where the, the time travel, in my mind, comes from a psychotic break. A very Donnie Darko-esque... Yeah. Um, but there is the only element that they show that it did happen is that the book is dedicated to her. Yeah. By the guy that she had a one night stand with when she went back in time, but had never interacted with in her. And it also past. comes back because if you remember in the reunion where they go to the nerd guy who's I unfortunately cannot remember names. Uh, Richard, I believe. Richard, um, who's like the outcast within their jockish 1950s sort of lifestyle. Yeah. Because they've all got really nice muscle cars and. They're all, you know, being jockey. Yeah. Um, except for the Al Capoco. No, what is it called? Al Capoco? No. Um, the singing. What's the oh, singing? Oh, the barbershop quartet. Barbershop. I was thinking the other one we used. Acapella. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, other than that, they all seem very, you know, red, white, and blue. Uh, even her pledging allegiance to the flag. And then I, I think that's just a total normal thing in American high schools. So. Yeah, but I did she's think she, like super into it. Yeah, yeah, which freaks out all her kids. I think she's just trying to like really go for the whole school thing. Yeah. So she's freaking out the other students. Um, I do think um, they show a lot more of school life in Peggy Sue Got Married. Because in Back to the Future, you just see Marty being late and then doing an audition and then that's about it. Yeah. And then when he shows up, you just see like lunch a bunch of times. Yeah. And the dance. Whereas yeah. in Peggy Sue Got Married, you get to see her like in classrooms. In class, yeah. You get to see her, you know, having a test. You get to see her like trying to learn, relearn to be a cheerleader. That's or a whatever. fantastic sequence where she's just <laughs> sitting there in an algebra test and does nothing for the entire test. Yeah. And then when the teacher collects her blank piece of paper, he's like, "What? What the hell?" And she's literally like, "I know for a fact." I'm never ever using algebra. <laughs> she's like, "I know this from experience." Yeah. The, yeah, the time-space continuum stuff is super weird because yeah. does Richard, who's the outcast and the nerd, actually have that interaction with her in the past because he's, like, a millionaire? Yeah, and he'd, like, created the microchip or something? Yeah. And then she goes back in time and tells him all about all the future technology? Yeah, it was so bizarre. So possible. And the fact, yeah, well, yeah, it's 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 hard to, it's hard to, because there's not obviously like the cut and dry of Back to the Future, um, <laughs> cut and dry of the Back to the Future where literally Marty goes back to his life in the 1980s yep. and things have physically changed. 
Yeah, and I mean, not that we're going to talk about it much, but because, we, you know, it's not part of the the episode, but Back to the Future 2 goes into that on a whole lot more depth, yeah. where it's all about those changes and how that happens. Um, but yeah, they're very significant in the original Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, whereas Peggy Sue got married, very little has changed when she gets back. Yeah. Um, except for the little hints that her time travel was real. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't believe it because she wakes up believing it was all a dream and yeah. when he shows her the book she's like I didn't even know that guy there's some fantastic quotes from P.S. who got married uh, time burrito which I, I was thought was hilarious I also wrote down the time burrito yeah. I did which I forgot until I was scrolling through my notes uh, I wrote down lucky chucky which was don't remember that that is what she refers to his penis as oh that's right because we get a whole weird scene where she's in the car with Nick Cage, um, whose char- his name is Charlie, which is why obviously obviously at some point in their marriage they refer to his penis as Lucky Chucky, which is yeah. a horrible insight to have. But at this point, they have never had sex. And she apparently a week beforehand had told them she wants to wait until marriage. Um, so she starts like trying to, you know, she's like, let's make love. And he's like, no, no, no. And she's like, get out, Lucky Chucky. And he's like, who? What? Yeah. And it gets so weird because she starts having, I can't remember what else she calls it, like his love machine or something and all this stuff. And he goes, you mean my wang? <laughs> it's like the weirdest. And then the camera is so close to their faces, but yeah. it's on Nick Cage's side. And Nick Cage is so freaked out by it. But it's funny because that parallels the scene in Back to the Future where yeah. Lorraine is like, yeah, I've, I'm 17 years old, Marty. Of course I've parked. And he's like, Whoa! The, the, there's a scene where the mum's talking to Peggy Sue so, and she says, Peggy, do you know what a penis is? Stay away from it. It's just like, what the hell? Uh, there is so much teenage cringe in that movie though. Yes. Because they just like go hang out and then 1950s make out, which is just real awkward kissing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the date... Yeah, there's there's quite a quite a few little weird. I don't know what you'd call it. Um, it's hard to put it. It's it's. Oh. There's a little pieces of this movie where you see the differences because you've got a male character in one and a female character in another. Yes. And her attitude is so much more along the lines of how she feels as an adult stuck in her original 17-year-old yeah. body. Yeah. Um, because she's out there way more than everybody else's. Yeah. And it's kind of reflected a little bit, but not quite in Back to the Future, where you have Marty going back and playing music from his time yeah. and everyone being just like, what the hell is that about? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, you even get it in, in Peggy Sue's home life when she like starts sneaking the alcohol and mm. her dad is like, what has happened to you? Like, why? And she's just like, I'm not adult, I can do what I want. And he's like, no, you're 17. Yeah. Mm. There's a few little pieces in this in Peggy Sue that got married that made me laugh. Um, the chat about polygamy is legal in Utah. Right. Which I then googled and couldn't find any evidence Well, that's of. because that's where Mormon, Mormons yeah. are from. Uh, so the only thing I can see is legislation changed in 2013 and that was about it. Right. Um, the M&M's thing is fun because she tells her sister not to eat the red M&M's. Oh, yeah. So the fact of that is that uh, somewhere in the 1970s they removed the red M&M's because they were believed to be carcinogenic. Yeah. 
And then a year after this movie came out, they put red M&M's back in, but with different... Different uh, colouring. Yeah, different colouring. But it's funny that she's like, don't eat those red M&M's. And her sister's like, why? And she's like, they're bad for you. And she's like, why? And she goes, they make your lips red. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, but obviously she couldn't say, oh, you know, in five, yeah. in 15 years' time, they're going to discover that it gives you cancer. The um, part that I'd like to mention about Peggy Sue Got Married is just how weird her life is and how completely accepted it is versus the other way, which is Marty sort of using really like obscure references to help out, like to try and re-establish the time-space continuum. Yeah. Where she, on the other hand, is just going around messing with stuff like left, right, and center. Yeah, I mean, it's the big thing is that she, 100%, the whole way through, does not believe that she has traveled through time. She thinks she's dead. Yeah. And she says that multiple times. She believes that she is dead. So, therefore, she believes nothing she does will have any consequences. Yeah. Um, but she wants to try. She's like, if I can do anything, I'm going to stop myself from getting married. And it's that's why the timing is very important, because she says... She tells Richard at one point, um, I got pregnant when I was 18, and because I got pregnant, I got married. Yeah. And she says, I'm turning 18 tomorrow, so I'm leaving the city. You know, you yeah. know she goes off to visit her grandparents. And then it turns out that her grandfather is a part of like a weird cult oh. that believes in time travel. Yeah, the so. weird cult thing. Well, it wasn't a cult, it was a lodge. A lodge. A lodge. I mean, they it? all had like weird hats and things, like Masonic yeah. rituals or whatever. They're wearing very funny hats. They're all wearing purple and gold. And then while they're going through with a ritual during a thunderstorm, yeah. which I thought was... A connection. I thought lightning was going to strike. I was yeah. all excited that it didn't. And then just Charlie runs in and kidnaps her. Yeah, the light square or whatever, and yeah. he gets in and he takes her. And he's How like, did he know? He's like, they're going to vaporize you. I don't know. He that... wasn't into stalking her. Yeah. Charlie is a creep. Talking of stalking, yeah. the parts that I want to cover with Charlie in the movie is yeah. he finds out about her date with like the, the writer kid. Michael, I think. Yeah. Who's yeah. super intense, wants him to live in Utah and raise chickens while he writes. Talking about Hemingway's a drunken fisherman dickhead. Yeah, apparently the, the actor who plays him went on to play Hemingway in a movie the next year or something. So <laughs> that's that's The... Yeah, he at one point creeps into her house while she's asleep. And tries to like smother her with a pillow. And then picks up a pillow like he's about to smother her. Yeah. And then takes her into the basement and she's okay with it. And I was just like, so what? Like his behaviour through the movie is... I think degenerating a little bit because obviously there's a lot of stress on him. Yeah. Um, that scene where he talks about, I've got the hair, I've got the teeth, I've got yeah. the eyes, like yeah. I've got the car, yeah. I should be the guy. Yeah, yeah. It's very, um, I'm trying to think of a, of a comparison. I think like maybe Pleasant, is it Pleasant View, Pleasantville? Where the movie with like uh, Reese Witherspoon and Tobey Maguire, where they oh, where everything's black and everything's white, black and white, but, but when they have emotions, color comes along. Yeah, 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 and it's not like trying to stick to this script of what you should be, and when it starts messing up, you're like, what's that? What's going on? What's yeah. you know? And you start to freak out. So I think it's a little bit of that, you know, and that would attest to it maybe being, you know, predestination or whatever. That these you know, they're supposed to follow this path that they originally followed, and suddenly. 
she's acting like a different person and gone off a different way and he's like but we're supposed to do this thing yeah and it's like he can't quite figure out how this has happened or why it's why it's not going the way it's supposed to go well, like I think to me Back to the Future is an enjoyable like doesn't matter when you watch it yeah. I think doing this podcast and this episode and watching Peggy Sue Got Married which it's never a movie I would have like gone oh there it is on Netflix so I have never seen this I'm watching it yeah um, it's not like a childhood classic for yeah. our generation and obviously with the box office it wasn't a classic then either yeah um, it's just so there's so much of a difference because of the gender difference between the Absolutely. two movies and obviously being that there's no actual time machine and there's sort of only hints near the end if it was real or not yeah they do they very much leave it ambiguous whether it was real or whether it was a dream yeah um but I mean, in both cases, they you know Marty wakes up also thinking it was a dream, and then yeah. discovers. But he walks out, and his his siblings are different, his parents are different. He's got you know Biff is waxing their car. He's got his own car. His parents know that he's in a relationship with Jennifer and are happy with it. Yeah. Um, it's like a total change, and then Doc Brown comes back as Dove. Whereas in Peggy Sue got married, she also wakes up believing it's a dream, and then the only hint is that some guy that she hasn't spoken to in twenty five years has put her name in a book. Yeah. The and the weird thank you from Richard and the reunion. Oh right, yes. That was that was the other bit that I was like, oh maybe this is real. Yeah, it's very yeah. I like movies when they put the title of the movie in the movie as yeah. a line. Um, Peggy Sue got married is a line in one hour and twenty four minutes. Yeah, I saw you bring up the the time at that point, and I was yeah. like, oh, he's making note when they say that I just made a a um. Because I think Back to the Future is in the right last, at the end. Ro- yeah, last two minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's right at the end. They said, um, "I did. Where did I write down? I know I wrote down. Oh yeah, because I think I just wrote down. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. I was making an Arrested Development reference in my own notes. Yeah, that's the name of the movie. Um, but yeah, she does. Cause that, but that's because Richard says to her, you know, you can change your fate. I'll marry you. Marry me today. Yeah. And then she's like, No, Peggy Sue got married. And that's the end of it. Yeah. So she's trying to just avoid marriage altogether. Which is ironic because she ends up in the same place at the yeah. end. I find that quite disappointing. But the other thing is that she never once considers her children. Yeah, see, the only part where she brings up her two kids, her daughter being played by Helen Hunt, is at the end when she's talking to her grandparents. Yeah. Tells them that she's from the future or possessing her younger body. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's completely cool. We're, like, totally into it. Yeah, it's because her grandfather's part of the lodge that was founded by a time traveller. You yeah. know all this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she mentions, you know, she has two kids or whatever, but, like, for the whole movie leading up to that, she doesn't give them any consideration. Because, I mean, it's like, A, if you're dead, would you not be upset that your children are going to miss you? Yeah. And, B, if you start to believe maybe this is real and she starts trying to change it so she never gets pregnant... Would she not ever have a moment where she thinks about, well, you know, what about my daughter? Yeah. What about my son? Um, and it's it's in, it's really interesting to me that she doesn't ever consider them. Versus where Marty's trying to keep his family together, otherwise yeah. he doesn't exist and his yeah. brother and sister don't exist, which is one of the sort of turning points of the 
the, the, the burning fuse of the movie where he's trying to play with um, the band and literally watching the photo of his family yeah. members disappear. I think Back to the Future has much more tension because it has a deadline. Oh, yeah. From the second he, or not, well, the second, but from, you know, the first time he speaks to Doc Brown in 1955, they realize, you know, all the only thing that will get you back to the, your present is a lightning strike. And we know that lightning is going to strike this one place at this one time on this one day. Mm. So that's your one, your only chance to get back is yeah. this one thing. So for the whole rest of the movie, you have this tension, especially on that night where he's got the dance and everything, and there's, you know, everything going wrong. And you know, there's this buildup because you're like, he needs to get to the clock tower at that time to get, you know, and when they get there, there's all the problems with the wires. And, yeah. um, Peggy Sue that Mary doesn't have that tension because there is no... I mean, they try to bring it in kind of last minute where she's saying, you know, tomorrow's my 18th birthday and that's when I get pregnant. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, but they could have mentioned that earlier than that. Or, you know, it could have been like a, I need to change things before this date because that's when things, you know, go in this direction. Um, but they, she never, they never have like a, like a deadline or like something that's, you know... An approaching, yeah, yeah, time frame. Yeah. It's interesting because now you mention the fact that she got pregnant when she was 18. Yeah. And her birthday was the next day. And then, like, a couple of days before, she'd had the one-night stand with the with writer. With the other guy, yeah. And it's just like... Eh, yeah, I did yeah. think that. but She obviously never thought about it, but it's, it would be interesting. That would have been something for them to explore, I think. Where her actual firstborn son is not... Yeah. 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 If her if her first child was actually the writer's child. Yeah. Um, rather than Charlie's child, um, they didn't do that. Um, one of the things I made note of was ages. Um, just in general, I felt like it's, they kind of went opposite directions with aging up actors because in the beginning of Peggy Sue Got Married, where you've got um, Kathleen Turner and Helen Hunt together, they don't look like there's a huge age gap between them yeah. when they're supposed to be mother and daughter. Um, whereas in Back to the Future, everyone, you know, th when they're aged up, they all look way older than they should do at those ages. Yeah, it's interesting when movies do that, because most of the time, especially if the actor continues acting and obviously can afford to pay for all those horribly expensive beauty treatments that, you know, Hollywood actors have. Yeah, but even without that, I mean, Michael J. Fox is a person who's been living with Parkinson's for 30 yeah. years, and he looks better at 60 than in real life than he did at age 47 in Back to the Future 2 in mm. Prosthetics. Yeah. They had, it's like they just totally went, you know, all ham, make them as wrinkly and as old looking as you can for, even though they're supposed to be middle-aged. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Whereas in Peggy Sue Got Married, it was much more subtle, but I feel like it was erring on the side of too subtle. Yeah. So I took notes of ages. So um, when Peggy Sue Got Married came out, um, Kathleen Turner was 32 years old, playing a 17-year-old and a, I guess, 32-year-old. So, so she was the age, the actual age of her adult self. Yeah. Um, the actress was, and then she plays a 17-year-old. Uh, Nicholas Cage was 22, so he's like yeah, closer the, to a 17-year-old than... The aging up that he, that he did for the end of the sleep yeah. basically just gave him weird here. Yeah, they just kind of grayed his hair a little bit. Yeah, they, they which is hard to tell much. because the only two sequences you yep. really see him in is on TV yep. and then in the hospital afterwards. Yeah. Um, no, you see him in the... He does show up at the reunion at the beginning. Yeah, but it's dark so you wouldn't 
Right, okay. You, you can only really tell it's him by the profile and the fact that, you know, the, the, the light hits yeah. his face. Yeah, you can you can see him a decent amount, but I mean, it's, it's quite subtle. Though he does look, I feel like he looks more like Nicolas Cage did at 32 than... Um, Michael J. Fox did at 47, yeah, or than Leah Thompson did at mm. 47. Um, so, yeah, so Nick Cage was 22, and Helen Hunt, who plays her daughter, was 23. So she was older than Nicolas Cage mm. when they filmed. Um, Back to the Future, then, uh, Michael J. Fox was 23. Uh, Leah Thompson was also 23. She's a week and a half older than him, playing his mother. And Chris McGlover is 20, so he was three years younger than the two of them. Well, can so, I just point out, like, Crispin Glover always comes off as super creepy in everything he plays. Because <laughs> you've seen Charlie's Angels, eh? Yeah. Yeah, where he plays a thin man. Mm-hmm. He just comes off as like his dad. He just plays George McFly, but just silent and knows kung fu. <laughs> like, I think he's been typecast as just a sweaty, nervous dude. Yeah, apparently he um, he was so nervous filming Back to the Future that he lost his voice a lot. So a lot of a lot of George McFly scenes are him mouthing, and then they re-recorded the audio afterwards. Oh wow! Because Chris McGlover was genuinely so nervous filming it that um, that but he kept losing his voice. That's good. That's good because he really comes off yeah. as like. I mean, it works for the character one hundred percent. Yeah, it definitely does. Definitely does. So it's you know it's good. Obviously, then Chris McGlover had a whole lot of negative. Um, interactions with the whole production because they he didn't want to be in the sequels and they cast someone and used his likeness without his permission and he sued them for quite a lot of money yeah. um so that's quite you know not a not a fun experience to take away from it but in back to the future he's great yeah um i think he does a good job but it's interesting that he was genuinely so nervous playing him so the only part of trivia that I really know about Back to the Future is DeLoreans can't actually go 88 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, John DeLorean wrote a letter to um, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale thanking them for immortalizing his, his well, vehicle. Well, it is. It is immortalized. Yeah. You know, you see it in Ready Player One. Um, everyone knows that DeLorean is a time machine. Yeah. You know, there's t-shirts that I think people have where you have the TARDIS and the DeLorean have crashed into it. Right. You know, it's part of pop culture forever. Yep. Um, when it was at a time when it was about to kind of crash and go out of business. Yeah. Well, it did. It, it failed because it was expensive. They had mechanical issues. They were super heavy because, like, yep. as, as Doc Brown explains, it's completely made it a stainless steel. Yeah. Um, and also mentioned in Donnie, Donnie Darko um, why the DeLorean was used. Uh, as a time machine, the uh, they were trying to make a comeback recently. I think the DeLorean company, and they were going to go all electric. Yeah, they. I mean, they are in in the states. They're pretty big, yeah. and they now come apparently with a flux capacitor as a decoration in all of them, oh, which is cute. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's. It, I mean, they did immortalize the car. Yeah. So he he wrote them a letter thanking them for it. They also apparently had to um, all of the scenes and all of the lines that reference Ronald Reagan. They had to run those by the presidential office to make sure that they were okay with them, and they thought they were gonna have to cut them because they're not very nice to him. Um, but apparently, that scene where you know uh, Marty, where, where Doc asks Marty, um, who's president in nineteen eighty five, and he says Ronald Reagan, and he's like the, the actor. actor. Apparently, his total disbelief in that Ronald Reagan loved it so much he made them rewind it and play it again. He- <laughs> 
Because there is a because he does bring up the fact that the reason that Ronald Reagan could have been president is because camera technology is so advanced. Yeah. So you want someone who's got who's good on camera. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, it'd be amazing to go back in time and give every president of the United States Twitter. Oh my god. Because some of the presidents of the United States in the past are borderline batshit crazy. Yep. Like, I love, like, some of my fa- you know, f- favorite people of history have been American presidents because they are just so batshit crazy. And you're just like, what? How? How were they elected? Oh, they, they were, like, shooting people and stuff and riding, like, moose and, like, it's insane. Insane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you gave anyone, any historical figure from the past a uh, Twitter account, it would be interesting to yeah, read, yeah. I think. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Any, any trivia you've got? Um, I took down two pieces of trivia about Back to the Future that I didn't know before. Uh, well, oh no, so, well, one of them's not really about Back to the Future, but, or it kind of is. Well, the, the bit of trivia I didn't know before was um, that the phone number for Doc Brown in the, in the Yellow Pages when Marty looks him up in 1955 is the same phone number that Jennifer writes on the back of the flyer saying it's her grandmother's phone number. Interesting. It's the same phone number. Um... Which is 555-4385. So that's interesting, because I hadn't, I'd never spotted that. Uh, the other one isn't really, it's just funny. It was um, at a cast reunion, Michael J. Fox says that strangers still call him McFly constantly. They just mm. like shout McFly at him. But he said that the, the most remarkable instance was he was in a remote jungle in the South Asian country of Bhutan, located between China and India, in the Himalayas. And a group of Buddhist monks passed him, and one of them looked at him and said, Marty McFly! <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine going to, like... The middle know, of literally nowhere. Literally middle of nowhere, in the Himalayas, in Bhutan, and a monk, a Buddhist monk, looks at you and is like, That's Marty McFly! <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. It's interesting how pop culture works. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I didn't actually take down any of the notes. I did look through IMDb trivia for Piggy Sue Got Married, but um, I didn't take note of any of it, so I must not have... Um, nothing stood out to Nothing, nothing stood out as, as podcast-worthy. I think going over their ages was good enough. Yeah, I think the ages are interesting, um, because obviously, you know, I thought it's interesting that in Piggy Sue Got Married, they, had, they matched her to her adult age, whereas obviously yeah. in... Back to the Future, because they spend most of the movie as teenagers, they're watching the okay teenagers. Um, so it's interesting that they, they chose an actress who was in her 30s to play a 17-year-old for most mm. of Peggy's Who Got Married. But she looks like she could be a teenager, you know? Yeah. So that's the thing with um, not high definition. Yeah. Is you can sort of fudge a lot of that. I did think that maybe they wanted her to look more adult, um, so they could get away with things like the drinking, drinking scene yeah. and, you know, her, her trying to initiate the sexual interactions. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that I noticed between the two of them was that they both feature a band of all black men with the yeah. white male, um, yeah. protagonist stepping in to be this singer. <laughs> it's like, okay. So obviously in, in Back to the Future, it's because... One of them injures his hand, so Marty yeah. steps in as a guitar player and then takes over to do Johnny Be Good. Yeah. Um, whereas in Peggy Sue Got Married, it's 
Nicolas Cage just sings with this band sometimes, apparently. Yeah, he's trying to get noticed by an agent. Because it's sort of very similar. Marty's trying to get um, a band deal, yeah. a record label deal. Yeah. And then at the same time, Charlie, Nicolas Cage's character, is trying to do the exact same thing. Yeah. And I think his rejection over the years all led a lot to their marriage being unhappy. Yeah. I think that's that's the one thing that I think did change with Peggy Sue, was that when she went back and she got a refresher of all of that, she kind of went, oh, he gave up on his dreams as well, yeah. which she hadn't really considered because he'd been cheating on her and, you know, whatever whatever else had been going on. Um, I think she'd been so focused on herself, she forgot that he had had dreams that had been... That he'd also had to give it up, yeah. probably also because they, you know, got married at eighteen because she was pregnant. Mm. Um, so it is interesting. But yeah, so it's two. They're both Marty and and Charlie are both musicians, trying to trying to get their music off the ground. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously different genres of music. Yes. And different eras, but yeah, it's interesting yeah. that that also moves over between two movies. Yeah. Like you, you know, it's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it's in, it's interesting because obviously we see in Back to the Future too that Marty also doesn't have a music yeah. career that takes off. And it's interesting because Marty talks the same way his father does. Yeah. And there's a lot of that that sort of changes in the the time. Obviously, Biff becoming his like manservant, where versus when he was in the past and in the I wouldn't say prime timeline, but the the original timeline. Yeah, I, I marked it as Alpha yeah. in my 1985 Alpha. Yeah. Is I think it? they do A and B in Back to the Future 2, but it's that feels inaccurate to me because what they refer to as 1985 A is actually already B because there already has been yeah. a previous 1985 that Marty's messed up. Yeah, you get into that weird Terminator level of where the timeline actually is anymore. Yeah. But that's a, that's a conversation maybe for another... <laughs> yeah. We'll have to we'll have to do a Terminator episode when yeah. we find something that's that works with Terminator. Yeah. You got anything else to? No, I'm, I'm I'm done. I guess we're done then. Yeah. All right. Um. So you can find us as usual on Facebook at It Takes Two Pod, and on Instagram and Twitter at It Takes Two underscore Pod. And uh, thank you very much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Stay safe. Bye.